Hello, dear listeners, and thank you for coming back to another episode of We Are All Made of Stories. I'm Ellie Royce. I write stories, mainly for kids, but hey, anyone's allowed to read them. I help other people find their stories, and I share stories. Today's podcast is a little bit of my story and a little bit of someone else's story. It's called What's Your Story? And the person I'm talking to today is Susie Schaefer, a fabulous kid lit creator from the USA. She was born and raised in the Austrian Alps, trained as a glass painter in the medieval town of Rattenburg, and then moved to Southern California for sun and adventure. Susie studied graphic design, and now she's the illustrator of Zoo Zen by Kristen Fisher, and Cat Ladies was her author-illustrator debut. Susie volunteers for a cat rescue group and lives in California with her family. Before we get started, I'd just like to acknowledge the traditional owners of Gumbanya country, where I live and work, and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Okay, here's the story. In 2019, I was eagerly looking forward to the publication of my first US picture book. The picture book was called Auntie Uncle Drag Queen Hero, illustrated by Hannah Chambers and published by Power Kids Books in New York. Uh, I was planning maybe on a bit of travel and just generally looking forward to live appearances and bringing my book baby out into the world. And I figured that since I didn't know very much about the US and about how they did things there, that it would be good to um, have a bit of support. So I joined a, um, a promotional group who was asking for people on Facebook to join them, uh, which is something that they do in the US. A, a cohort of authors who have books coming out in the same year will get together, or sorry, creators, not just authors, picture book creators, will get together and, um, and support each other and post online and um, just generally share the wares. It's a fabulous idea. So I joined a group called the 2020 Comeback Crew. And these were all uh, picture book creators who had had picture books previously published and were having another one. My It was my first book in the US, but it wasn't my first picture book. My first picture book was Lucas and Jack, which came out in 2014 um, in Australia. But this was my first US and so I joined this wonderful cohort of female creators. Obviously, there are um, men involved in groups as well, but it just so happened that mine were, were a bunch of fabulous women. And um, before we knew it, we were into 2020 and a word that we'd never heard, COVID, came into our lives and um, really changed everything for us. Um, Everything that we had planned in the release of our books kind of changed over that period of time. Nevertheless, we hung together. And if you want to find out more about the 2020 Comeback Crew, um, I am an Australian author and obviously I support Australian authors and Australian books. However, uh, this was a great experience. It was a bit like travel broadening the mind, finding out what creators are doing in other countries and just the the great um the fantastic global kidlit community kidlit creators are pretty pretty fabulous wherever you go it would seem and um and my experience was no exception 
So check them out on Facebook and Instagram, 2020 Comeback Crew, and you'll be able to see um, all the different books and all the different creators that were involved in that group and the great work that, that came out from them in 2020 last year. But for now, here's my chat with one of the 2020 Comeback Crew and the author of Cat Ladies, Susie Schaefer. Thanks so much for being with me, Susie. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is very exciting. I wanted to ask you, before we get started, I particularly love your illustrations. I have a real thing for, um, his name is, what is it? Is it Tibor, is it Gurgly? Jergly? Anyway, he's the Golden Book um, illustrator from the 60s, I guess. I'm pretty old, so, you know. And it's just got those gorgeous sort of semi-retro-y kind of colourways and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I just find there's something resonant about that with your artwork. So before we get started into our mm-hmm. creative conversation, I, I was just wondering who your inspirations are and where you get your inspiration for your artwork from. My earliest inspiration was probably Eric, Eric Carl from the, the Very Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah. I love style work but I'm also really drawn to uh, retro work like you had described graphic shapes bold colors limited palette but still bold colors and uh, yeah I want to convey as much as possible with as little information as possible Mm. that's kind of what I strive for yep and is that is that um, I had this, I had a conversation with my daughter who's an artist the other day about the the viewer the person who's looking at your work is participating in the story by adding their own bringing their own ideas and thoughts about what you've done is that does that make any sense to you at all <laughs> yes that's hundred uh, percent for me I come I'm from the Austrian Alps and. There, there's a lot of folk art. And mm. when I was younger, like my bio says, I was a glass painter. And a lot of the folk art is very stylized. And I've always been drawn to it. I always loved how people were able to distill something complex down to its basic shape, but yet have meaning. And so it translates for the viewer to identify. Of course, I also have fun and I do love adding details and textures, but that's where it comes from for me more. It's just uh, the art I grew up surrounded with. Oh. And they had it on wooden cabinets and it was many times the farmers were isolated in their valleys, but they still developed their own style. Right. Yeah, you can see it. When you explain it, I can see exactly what you're saying. And yeah, it's just mm-hmm. lovely. I love it. Thank you. Well, what the first question in our list of questions is um, talking about creative voice and um, everyone has a different creative voice. It manifests Mm -hmm. differently for everyone. So I just was Mm -hmm. going to ask all my guests where they found, they first found their creative voice and how that came through for you and how, how that's informed the rest of your creative journey. Well, for me, I actually do believe that Nobody really has to find their creative voice. I always feel like we all are kind of born with it because if you look at kids, whether my own kids or I work as a nanny or when I help out in school, 
but because my kids are bigger now, I'm always amazed how how imaginative and creative they are. They really incorporate creativity in anything they do. Uh, even assembling a snack could be this creative endeavor. They are just naturally uh, assigning personalities to plastic objects or the draw. I've never met a little kid who's embarrassed to draw because it might not be good enough. They just go for it. Mm. And I think when like singing, they just don't have those, um, I don't know, they're just not shy about it. They just go for it. Mm. And I think it's later that we kind of, whether it's an, one experience or we just don't enjoy it anymore or we get embarrassed about something. But I think we were born with it, but then somehow we turn it off. Some of us, but some of us keep it. And so how did you keep it? (laughs) How did I keep it? Well, for me, I was surrounded by it in a way. I don't have any illustrators or writers in my family, but my dad's a blacksmith by trade. And he's always, it was always very interesting to me how he could take something unforgiving as iron and forge it into some beautiful object, whether it's a gate or a lantern with decorative flowers. I always thought the transformation was quite beautiful. Um, and like I had mentioned, we have a lot of folklore and folk art where I'm from. People are still a fair amount, there's still a fair amount of superstition. We have Krampus, for example, and in December, we have a lot of holidays. Many have religious plus also pagan ritual, like uh, on the summer solstice, we light little fires on all the mountaintops around. And so I think uh, it's just, I was surrounded by it. Mm-hmm. And my parents, even though they didn't pay for art classes, but there was always paper and crayons around for me. And I think one of the most important things I want to thank my parents for is they had this cheap little plastic frame. I mean, it was really probably the equivalent of $2. <laughs> but they always uh, uh, put something in, some latest piece of work of mine, and we hung it up in the kitchen. Oh, that's so lovely. It, it was always displayed. I always thought it had value. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, you, you felt valued. You, you felt like your art was valued. So that's lovely. Yeah. yeah. With the support of my parents and my surroundings and I just naturally gravitated towards it. I mean I love what you're saying about creativity with little kids and and that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that I one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast as we were saying before we started recording because I think that we do all have that ability or that creative flow in ability to it comes out as you say making a snack you know like some of us I, I really love cooking and I really love feeding people and that's a real creative um, endeavor for me that I really enjoy I, I love my garden I love um, all sorts of things I mean I like <laughs> I like art I, I wouldn't I like playing you know I enjoy mm-hmm. that it's fun writing is my main passion but there are so many others um, other things available to people and they don't have to limit themselves to one thing either most of the no. lovely creative people I'm talking to on the podcast uh, have have chosen one thing to to master but they usually have a whole lot of other things that they're interested in as well so and I think that that is um, I've gone off track here so I'm sorry if I'm throwing you I think that that's 
important as well, like filling the well is what I've been calling yeah. it. So, mm-hmm. so tell me what fills your well when you're not concentrating on illustration and, and making picture books. What I do love, not so much for the art of it, but it's photography. And I'm not really a photographer in the sense of I have to have the perfect com- uh, composition. Many times it's just my phone, but I do love documenting just mm. life itself, just the little things. And I always, my family and my kids, not another photo, you know, <laughs> uh, even not of them, just like I, they always lose me when we are somewhere new because I stopped to take pictures. Uh, and I just enjoy the process so much later. I always do those photo books every year for the family. It's very rewarding for me. Mm. One thing I do do on occasion, but I'm not good at it, but I really wish I would be good at is singing. I could imagine it being so rewarding because I think when you're a good singer, it must just fill you up from the inside out and just trickle out through your fingertips. And I wish I could sing better. That's There's one thing I A beautiful yeah. energy to singing. I, I'm not a great singer by any stretch of the imagination, but I've been in choirs mm-hmm. all my life and okay. singing with a group of people just does fill you up with that energy and, mm-hmm. and learning mm-hmm. to harmonise, sing in harmony with other people is a, a brilliant, a brilliant thing. So persevere with that. You might, you know, if you feel like singing in a choir, you can sort of blend in. You don't have to be out mm-hmm. the front and stand out, but it's it's fabulous. You come away buzzing and feeling really, you know, really yeah. energised. Yeah. Friends and a process. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, okay, the, the next question then, or the next um, thing that I've been touching on with people is about creativity itself and how people perceive it. Um, for me, sometimes when you get into that flow, it almost feels like you're channeling, your work's coming through you or, you know, um, when I was speaking to Danielle uh, yesterday, she was talking about dancing, dancing with the creative energy and Mm-hmm. give and take and, and that perhaps a story might come and almost tap you on the shoulder as as something that isn't necessarily coming out of your head but you work with it and bring it bring it out so what are your thoughts on that well I many times since I'm an illustrator as well I will just see like a certain color or a certain movement and then I just start an illustration maybe with a background that I have, like a watercolor wash or something. And I just see where it takes me. I might have like a, a little something, maybe I want to do a seasonal illustration or a prompt. But many times I just let the characters find me where I just experiment. I don't even sketch uh, a lot. Uh, and then I had some nice surprises that way. And I definitely hear what you say about you almost in the zone. I guess that's what I call it. Mm. I'm in the zone. It's almost like a hypnotic state where you don't even know, like all this time has passed and your hands are cramped up, but you're just having such a good time creating. Yeah. So, well, for me, sometimes I'm sitting in the dark and I think, what? <laughs> where did right? the day? <laughs> where did that day go? <laughs> Not that yeah. I get to do that very often, <laughs> but it's nice when it happens. Mm-hmm. So, all right then, well, I want to ask you um, what creative project you're working on now or, or 
uh, what's coming up because um, it is 2020. That's another thing that mm-hmm. I'm talking to people about. A lot of people have found it such a difficult year to feel creative and feel like they want to um, keep going with their creativity because they've mm-hmm. just had too many things to worry about. So how's it been for you? If anything, I've always found it very therapeutic to write. And I also have the illustrations. If I don't feel like writing, I can always, you know, go back and forth. So I do have, I guess, the extra freedom to do so. And it's one other outlet. But I have been working on several picture book ideas, illustration, and also the manuscript. I've also started... A little YouTube channel where I do tutorial, drawing tutorial for kids. That's been very rewarding. And uh, so I've been busy. I, I have not found, for me, if anything, I have craved it even more. It's some kind of a normalcy when so many things were out of my control. Yeah. Empathise with all the people that have had a really hard time during lockdown. But, um, you know, for some yeah. of us, it's actually worked the other way around, hasn't it? Yes, and I, I do feel great sadness. I mean, a lot of people have really suffered greatly yeah, and lost suffering. Yeah. There's many reasons why you wouldn't feel inspired. No. Just for me, out the other way. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so talking about when my book Auntie Uncle came out earlier this year Mm -hmm. and it was a bit odd for me because I normally I'm used to doing, you know, a few bookshops and talking to people about the book and what they call it in real life IRL, real real life Mm -hmm. launches, but we couldn't do any of that. So I made a little video to celebrate and I was looking when your book came out and you had your family was all dancing around the, (laughs) the lounge room, was it? around your lounge room mm-hmm. or something that was lovely so was how you know what happened at your end because you know obviously you're in California I don't think I mentioned that so I'm in Australia and you're in California so mm-hmm. what was going on at your end when your book came out my book came out in April and it was just one of those things where I did little things with the people closest to me but it in comparison to my first book that came out, it was definitely very different. But the mood was also such, I didn't really feel like promoting my book mm. a lot. That's yeah. kind of tone deaf. You know, there was so many yeah. big, and still there are so many bigger problems going on. Yeah. So I'm proud of my book and I love it dearly. And I, I definitely think it could have been very different if not for COVID. But I've made peace with it. So I celebrated with the people closest to me. And I also really was so glad to be part of our, you know, marketing group with you, the 2020 Comeback Crew. That made it so much better than it would have been. Like the void, you know, without you guys. It was how we all lifted each other up. Yeah, it's fantastic. I I really got a lot out of it as well. Mm-hmm. I thought I met a whole lot of really talented, exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, we were all women. I don't know. You know, that's just yeah. how it worked out. Not being, mm-hmm. you know, gender specific or anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a whole mm-hmm. lot of strong, lovely, exciting, creative mm-hmm. women who, um, yeah, all had a bit of support for each other through the year as as everybody's book came out. It was fantastic. And, and I also connections with people that I never would have known otherwise. So that's right? brilliant. All the corners of the world. Yeah. The, um, I do feel I was very fortunate. Some wonderful people 
had me on their blogs and tried to support and supported me, you know, just like we did with everybody. So I definitely got to do some of the things that I had planned. Yeah. Um, the the in-person events, it's just very special school visits. Yeah. Event, those are the ones that really tugged on my heart's thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely to be mm-hmm. able to see someone Mm-hmm. engage with with your book it's it's lovely to do right. that but you know failing that there's a lot of other things that you can do mm-hmm. and um yeah it was a funny old year right. <laughs> so do you have anything coming up next year uh, so I'm, I'm submitting right now nothing official at this point right okay but- <laughs> That's what everyone's saying. We can't, we can't actually say anything. In Australia, mm-hmm. um, especially in America, because there is that Publishers Weekly announcement, mm-hmm. we don't actually mm-hmm. have that in Australia. So I think sometimes okay. our authors can jump in and say a bit more. Yeah. And I was just going to say too, the Kidlit community is a fabulous, um, fabulous supportive community. So everyone sort of supports each other no matter what's going on. Thank you very much for chatting to me today. I appreciate it. And it was so lovely to talk to you in person finally after communicating for like over a year. Yes, lovely to see you face to face. And is there anything you want to say before we go? There was just one uh, a little part where I feel one of the greatest benefits to be part of the writing community is to be just that part of a community and something bigger than just me. And I just wanted to touch on a story that uh, has to do with my dad being a blacksmith and he hasn't worked as a blacksmith now in his, most of his adult life and now he's retired, but we were at our little cemetery in my village when I visited maybe three years ago. And he did already our family grave. He did the, the cross and next door his cousin's cross and it's very common to do that and with the traits people so on the way out you saw this huge cross and I made a joke like who's buried here the mayor you know it was like three times the size of all the other crosses and my dad said oh no he was the the teacher the senior blacksmith and he had I was his apprentice he taught many many people the trade and so his class is so big because Everybody wanted to contribute a little bit of their craft to his cross. And he said to me, I did those leaves up there in the corner. And I thought that was so touching that, you know, how it came full circle. Like the person who taught my dad the craft, my dad kind of mourned him and celebrated him by contributing to his cross. And I feel like in a way that that was kind of a sad, touching story. But in Kidlip, you also see it's all like connected, you know, somebody else's book. It's so funny. It's really a small community and a small world. And we all help each other and lift each other up and support each other. So that was the only thing I thought I mentioned. That's beautiful. I, lo- I love that. That's my, Well, that's my story. I was going to say, you know, do you have a story that you want to add in as well? Yeah, and okay. it's true. It is true. that the And the Kidlet community. And, and the I, I mean, you know, I suppose it's the same as you're saying about being a blacksmith as part of that, that fraternity. Um, mm-hmm. You just understand each other's language, don't you? I mean, you know, if you're talking yeah. about how you feel when you're working and we all sort of go, oh, yes, yes, I know, and I understand how you 
how you feel about it when you're producing your work or you understand how someone would feel when perhaps their book comes out in the middle of a global pandemic and, you know, you feel like there's too many other things going on to really make a big song and dance um, about it. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's a great community. Well, thanks again to Susie for that interview. You may or may not realise that it's been almost a year since we had that chat. So my apologies for the delay, Susie. And um, I just want to let everyone know that Cat Ladies is still available and is still a fabulous book. It turns that little idea of Cat Ladies on its head and it's just so warm and charming and fun. A lot like Susie herself. And now that it's been some time, if you look on YouTube for Susie Schaefer Art, you can see wonderful tutorials that she's got on there. How to draw a truck, draw a crop, draw a dolphin, draw a dinosaur, draw a unicorn, draw a cat. And look, you know, for people who are still in lockdown, access YouTube and get your kids going with Susie Schaefer Art on YouTube and they will just have a ball. You can actually buy Cat Ladies on Booktopia for $13.75. So it's a great investment. Thanks so much for listening. You can find me at www.weareallmadeofstories. And you can also find me on Instagram at Ellie Roy's Kidlit Author. And you can find the podcast proper Instagram account at Made of Stories with Ellie Royce. And I'd love you to pop over there and leave a comment. Um, let me know if there's anything, any stories you'd like to share or hear because there is magic and power in stories and storytelling. See, I can't tell you how you should live your life, but I can share a story with you and maybe it's just the one you need to hear. Talk to you soon. See ya.